Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey No Chill Prano. Hello, Andy. Morning, Joseph. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. Good. What's going on? How's the fifth grade basketball team? What's are we not? We I feel like we haven't talked a lot about the fifth grade basketball team this year. Are you guys just oh and whatever? Is that why they're not? Is this Bandy Andy? <laughs> Is this more of the bandy Andy? So we had a preseason tournament. We went one and two in. We started the year 0 and 2 in the regular season. I I've been getting very frustrated. You bought a jersey, you bought a jersey of Zach Taylor's kids team. <laughs> I did not do that, but I was frustrated last week because not at our boys. I'm frustrated at myself. And I told our buddy, my buddy I coached with, I said, I said, they're just not ready to play, man. And that's on us. And and, and I take full blame. I said, every single game, it takes them a half. And the second half, they're like a different team. They're like a completely different team every game, second half. And to me, I I have to figure out psychologically how to get a bunch of 10 and 11-year-old boys ready to play because they're not ready. And they go out in the court and it's like they're on edge or they're anxious. And then by the third and fourth quarter, like we're a really good team. Well, Andy, you're, you're working with uh, younger kids. And I, I worked with when I coach baseball, but let me tell you, let me tell you what my strategy would be in this situation, because I essentially treated my high school baseball players as if they were fifth graders. Okay. I, I, I treated them with that level of respect for their intelligence I played a lot of head games with them. I'd start your I'd start your second team next game. Just just right before a game. What? What do you mean these kids try? And it's like just throw them off kilter. You know what so I mean? So we only have eight kids and and already two games have only had seven. So you know what I'm saying? Like second team, you're still gonna have a lot of the starters. Yeah. But I'm saying, you know, take your best kid, bring them off the bench, do do the Jamal Crawford with him. But leave him down there for three minutes. Just get, you know, play a little mental games. Maybe he comes in ready to go. Maybe he's antsy. Maybe he's itching. Maybe he's clawing at his cage. Maybe he's bucking at his gate just to get in the game. Comes in. So what's the advantage? Like, what's the psychological advantage of that? Do you, just, like, just like if they start slow, they, then they're in some sort of weird rhythm where they just like, they don't have yet. So just throw a firecracker into the locker room. Just like, well, if it doesn't really matter who's playing, we're going to start slow anyway. Why don't I try to ignite a little fire by just messing with their heads a little bit? My thing, my favorite thing to do, and I would, I couldn't do it too often because then it became like a thing. But like when, when you warm up for a high school baseball game, you take infield outfield, the one team goes and then you go and a lot of times if I felt like they were just 
not if I felt like we were going to start slow, if I felt we were like sluggish, really wasn't even about how they took infield outfield midway through the thing. I just be like, we're done. And then I'd like I'd walk away. I would I would basically like announce it quietly, but loudly to the catcher. We're done. That's it. I'm not I'm not really I'm not going to do it anymore. And then I'd walk away. And then the infielders and outfielders would slowly figure out what was happening. And now the other teams wondering why we're leaving the field early. And now these kids are kind of jogging off with embarrassment. And I would just be like, listen, guys, if we're just going to like come out here and half ass it, then like what I'll shit, I'll save my energy, too. I got a lot of sunflower seeds to eat. And then they'd be like, oh, oh. they so, turn up. I get that. But like for me, it's not even half assing it. It's it's like they get in there. And they forget like, like, so our last game, we put the best team in the league, the team that's been the best for the last few years. We were losing in halftime. We, I'm talking, we're missing layup after layup. Like we couldn't, we're losing 17 to nothing. Zero. We had a goose egg at halftime. Joe, the second half, we score 13, they score 10. So like, it's literally night and day. And I was trying to tell the kids that I said, guys, we straight up won the second half. You guys hit zero. Like what happened between the first half and the second half where suddenly you're making moves. You're not scared to shoot. You're playing great defense. I'm like, I don't, this is every game with you guys. These kids are at home. They're playing their video games. They're doing their thing. They get there and they're just not snapped in from the from the opening tip and then so by the time they lock in yeah they're figuring out but you got to do something that makes it jolts them out of their regular state of mind i asked the one kid i said i said oh i asked him you know i always I, i'm always like small talk with them i'm like so what you guys you guys did you guys do last night what you guys have for breakfast did you guys get any sleep the one kid tells me for one of our recent games i had a massive burrito and i'm like thinking in my head see that's not what I want to hear. You had a big burrito before a basketball game. Yeah, they're kids. That's, they're they're that's, and that's the their diet's the least of your trouble. I used to I used to pound McDonald's before high school basketball games. I was yeah. mostly I was mostly resting for the first half, but it's the Ocho Cinco method. Yeah, look, I, I understand they are kids. And, and I get that. Like I try, so I try to make an analogy this week and I, if they seem to get it, we'll see if it works. I said, the big thing is ball movement, right? Just continue to move the ball. And I said, guys, when we move the ball, we, we have two of the biggest guys in the entire league. I said, if we move the ball, we get these guys easy looks down low or off a screen and roll the high post. I said, what happens to sharks when they stop swimming? Well, for, here's what I did. First, I said to the kids. They sleep? I said, I said at first I said to the kids, who likes sharks? And I knew that would get them. Like all of the seven kids at practice, six raised their hand. So I said, okay, what happens to sharks when they stop swimming? One kid yells out, they die. I said, exactly. I said, so our ball movement, we're sharks, dude. Like I'm trying to break it down to a fifth grade level. We're sharks. We need to continue to move the ball because if we don't, if we stop, like a shark stops, he dies. Our offense dies. So I said, anytime you look over and see me doing this on the sideline, that's just a fin. It means continue to move the ball. I know you're laughing, but again, we got to get on their J- level. Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, exactly. Start playing, start playing fins as your warm-up song. So I continued it and I said, it's actually a very famous live version of fins from Cincinnati, Andy. That I should play. Yeah. So my I least can- favorite Jimmy Buffett song. I, I that's when I go get a beer. Okay. 
but you should okay. play. Got to take a dig, of course. So I continued the shark analogy with the boys, and I said, and when you continue to move the ball, that's when we attack like sharks, and then we kill our prey with points. And the one kid goes something like, oh, let's get a little kind of graphic, coach. Like the, the gamer on our team, there, there's always a gamer, right? Uh, I don't know. So we'll see. Hopefully we have, we have a game Saturday night, 8 PM prime time. I think uh, Jay Villas might be calling it. Maybe, maybe Dick Vitale. Maybe we'll get some NBA guys. I don't know. Hubie Brown, but we, maybe get, maybe get Bill Walden. I'd Here they are again. There's been a lot of talk of sharks in their <laughs> locker room all weekend. I heard coach Andy Ruther told these kids a <laughs> lie about sharks dying. If they stop swimming, that's actually just them sleeping. They're not dead. <laughs> Everybody gets a chance to rest. I rested on the bench of the 86 Celtics, but when I got in the game, I was a shark. Yeah, I would love Bill. I, I was what... Kevin McHale was a shark, and I was just that little thing that rests under a shark and eats the food that comes off it. I would just come in the game and take the scraps. Remora, that's what those are called. God bless you, Andy Ruther. I know some things. I would always it. say, Kevin McHale, throw it down and I'll have the leftovers. <laughs> oh, man. Have you been watching NBA? I have watched the Knicks game last night. Watched Julius Randle hold the ball for 23 and a half seconds of the final play of uh, regulation, standing alone outside the three point line. I thought the, the my controller had frozen. Like this guy's just standing there. Finally, ISO shot. I, since I, I've said this, since All Star Break 2021, Julius Randle thinks he's the Knicks star player who should have every final shot. I haven't seen one go in. Thank thankfully they get to overtime and Jalen Brunson takes over. Knicks win. Knicks won five straight. How's Brunson been playing? Great, great. Like where, when you say great, does that make you change anything concerning his contract? Well, the thing about his contract is that, you know, I have, I have mixed feelings about his contract. One is it's not like it pays him in the top three point guards in the league or anything like that. He's still like a middle of the road point guard uh, in terms of money. Um, but I don't mind paying a premium for him to get him on the team. The problem is, uh, again, I've talked a lot of financials about the New York sports teams lately. Unlike the New York Mets, the New York Knicks have a salary cap. The New York Knicks can only spend so much money. And it's why if you go to my Twitter from last night after that disgusting final possession of regulation, I said trade Randall. That's it. That's that's. That's the that's the sentiment on the team these days. It's like, yeah, they're playing well and they're and Julius Randle's playing well, but you just can't there. This team doesn't have a star um, like a real star. Jalen Brunson's going to be a nice second player for somebody. Julius Randle's playing really well, but he's not the guy that can take that final shot for you. So the Knicks financial situation is you've got to you've got to make room for a star. Yeah. We haven't even talked much NBA. Obviously we haven't even talked about the Pelicans. No, 
Like, is that is that a huge surprise how they're starting? I mean, I think it's a huge surprise because Zion's been so good. Yeah, I was going to say the Zion thing is probably a surprise. And not that not that people didn't think he would be a great player. Obviously, everybody projected him to be a great player. I think what I mean, I think he's obviously making that team go right now. I loved, obviously, the addition of my boy CJ last year and then making moves uh, to build a team around a Zion. Like, I like the idea of saying we're going to build around a guy, even though we're not sure what he's capable of doing, because we've got him. He's, you know, we just drafted him a couple of years ago and it either works or it doesn't. So the fact that they build around him and now he comes, he, he takes form the way that they were hoping he would. Great. That's, that's forward thinking. Yeah. As opposed to, Oh no, we're, we've got to freak out. He's not playing like let's because you're, you're stuck with him anyway. Let's say he ended up continuing to be hurt or whatever. No team's going to want to take and always hurt. So you got to build around him as if he's going to be the player you thought he was. And so, they did. And, and it's come together. They have correct me, right? If I'm wrong, the Pelicans, they have the former GM from the Cavs. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? And, and is he the, right? I'm not really the same GM who put together the title team. Yeah, I think so. Right. Yeah. Cause it seems like they've made the right moves. N- no, actually, looks it's like not. no. It's Trajan Langdon, Alaska's own. Trajan Langdon is the GM. Did they according, fire? The- according to Google, I don't. Re- I'm not really up on their uh, GM situation. Trajan Langdon. So they had. Yeah, who was the old one? Was uh, was it David? Well, David Griffin? That was it, right? Because he was the GM. Yeah, he's okay. the vice president of basketball operations. So he's still there. Looks like it. Okay, because I knew he left the Cavs and went to the Pelicans. Trajan Langdon, man. That's a nice little throwback. Yeah. He's got to be the best basketball player out of Alaska, right? Like, Who else has come from Alaska? I feel like there's been a couple guys over the years, but yeah, he's probably, I mean, he was Duke. Like, where do you, where do you play ball in Alaska? Inside, Andy. Inside. Inside. Although actually, when I was in Alaska, I took a walk. The first time I visited Alaska, I took a walk. And one of the first things I saw was this awesome basketball hoop pinned up to the side of like a fucking dope looking tree that they cut down to like 10 feet. So like the stanchion of this glass hoop, somebody it's probably Trajan Langdon's childhood home or something like that. But they had like they had a serious glass backboard. Somehow, you know, uh Hide, screwed, whatever it into um, this awesome. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a fucking tree guy, but like some sort of cool ass old looking tree that they cut down to like 10 feet. I thought they just had grizzly bears hold up a hoop because grizzly bears are tall, right? Is yeah. it, what's in Alaska? Is it grizzly bears? Sure. 
And you know what happens if Grizzly Blair start stop walking, right? They die. He dies. He dies. <laughs> I, I, am I am I incorrect on the shark thing? I thought I was correct. Did I make up a complete lie to a bunch of fifth graders? I mean, sharks just aren't like awake forever, right? No, I, I'm telling you. They what swim happens? in their sleep. Okay, so while most sharks will be 100% fine if they stop swimming, a few iconic species such as the great white whale sharks, hammerheads, and maker sharks would suffocate and they would die without forward motion. I mean, did I just make up something? I don't know. You you watch far, I would say infinitely more Shark Week than I have, Andy. I haven't watched it for a couple of years, but I've watched Listen, it enough on You're sharks. also allowed to lie to fifth graders. They don't have Google. That's the sad thing. They do, and they don't know how to use it. Right? Like like my nephew has, a, you know, he, he's a, he's obviously on the team. He's got a cell phone. Here, here's something funny. His cell phone. Yeah, that's your motivation. He starts taking cell phones away. His cell phone was more updated than mine before I just upgraded. Well, yeah, because he wasn't alive when the 6 came out. He literally said to me, 6S? Like he gave me a look like I had just given him a typewriter. I was like, yeah, it was a success. And you're on your parents' hand-me-down phone or whatever you have. You ever use a typewriter back in the day? Yeah, sure. An electric typewriter. Yeah, I remember that. My yeah. girlfriend asked me that the other day. We were watching... We were watching that Christmas story, Christmas. And she's like, did you ever use a typewriter? She's seven years younger than me. And I was like, I was like, I maybe, but I, but I do remember when I was like five, I, my mom typed a story. I had her dictate. A, I had to start my own Andy Ruther Star Wars story that she typed up. <laughs> I would, I would love to see that, by the way. I would love to see what five-year-old Andy Ruther created for his own star wars like world probably not much worse than the bubba fett show do you think it's that bad i bailed i i I think i made it through two episodes i, I won't be going back i didn't get I, through obi-wan but i feel I like i have to did get through obi-wan i think i did Andor is supposed to be really good. Michael Majid told me that as well. I've heard that. But here's my thing on the Disney franchise or Disney taking over the Star Wars franchise. They keep, based on like what's happened in the past, they keep putting out not good content. Again, you're comparing, again, it's like we always say, like you're comparing LeBron at his best. But it really hasn't been up to par with the things in the past. But here's what I kind of love. They know it and they just don't care because people will continue to watch it. Yeah. It's not even fucking close. Like, yeah. Like, not, not only do they not care, they actually, I would argue they don't even really know because they only look at money. A hundred percent. It's like, cool. We're making this much money. I don't care. Oh, we got a three out of 10 rating. Don't care. It's like, continue to go to a restaurant that just sucks. 
Doesn't matter. I did hear that about Endor. I have so much to watch. I don't watch anything during football season, like nothing, nothing. But you don't just watch football. Like, what are you doing? Like, if you turn on the TV, are you just putting on the NFL network? I have not watched. Correct. During this football season, the only thing I've watched. Or are you just not watching TV unless it's football? Basically, that's it. You're only watching games. Games. Otherwise, you're not on television. Just not on television. Now, your girlfriend must be watching TV. Well, she's not going to like this because she listens. She, she watches the worst. She has the worst taste ever, like ever. And you don't sit there and like do shit on your phone or whatever. Sometimes. You're just like, or or I just belittle the shows and I get kicked out. Right. You know, it's, sound, that sounds pretty on brand. Right. It's the housewives. It's the on love brandy. island. On brandy, Andy. Yeah. Love Island. It's the, you know, you know, you know, these shows. Yeah. It, it's is just, gonna, is she going to watch Milf Mania or Milf Manor? That one I feel like you get into. I love that it's on the Learning Channel. Yeah. I feel like it would be weird for you to suddenly get into that one, though. And then you've always been the guy who didn't watch. And now suddenly you're really in Milf Manor. And she's like, do you want to tell me something? Do you have a Milf fetish? <laughs> Oh, she knows about my MILF history. Oh, okay. Good. There, there, there's no secrets. There's no secrets at all. I mean, she knows all the dirty Andy secrets. The, you know, the whole night. She knows about the Mexican grandma, if we want to just yeah. get to it. Which I sometimes forget about. You know what I forgot about? And I laughed. Somebody made a two fridge reference on Twitter in the last like month or two. Wow. The two <laughs> fridges. That was... That was San Diego. Who were we in San Diego with? Ryan Buds. That, by the way, that was like two years oh pre-dirty God. sports. Yeah. The Somebody two made fridges. a two-fridge reference. Was it Buds' show? Did he bring us down? No, it was me. It was that was one of the very last. Oh, that's right. I remember that was a that was a Rap Boys, Rap Boys comedy. comedy show. That was I I I honestly think. That was one of the very, very last. That was in. I can tell you actually, because I'm a, I'm a savant when it comes to dates. That was like February 2012, and I did a few more shows in April 2012, and I think like that was the end. I found an old frat boys poster in my parents' house, and I was gonna. I just remember the drive home from that was the worst experience of all time. It took us like five hours to get back from San Diego because we left in the morning and then suddenly hit like rush hour craziness. And I was like vomitous hungover. And buds just was passed out in the back of my little Corolla. And, and what I, what I always remember about that drive home is all you wanted was coffee and yeah. a sandwich from McDonald's. And I waited until we got to Marina Del Rey. Yeah. I was just <laughs> like, why are you doing this to me? I waited until we were like a mile and a half from where we lived. Which in hindsight, what was I thinking? Yeah. You're like, I really need to get back to go sleep. Two fridges. I wonder how many dirt balls even remember the two fridges. How many dirt balls have been around long enough for a two fridges story? Well, it's, it's a classic story. The girl I hooked up with had two fridges. Yeah. 
and she ruined Prano's back. Yeah, I have crippling back pain. Thank God for John Sarno. Otherwise, that girl's fusing my vertebrae together, and I carried her home. So what happened? Did you walk in when we were hooking up, or did I just walk out naked, which I would always do? You no, I think we. I think at some point, Buds and I were like, we got to get it. We got to like wake him up and get him. We got to like we got to get this party on the road. And I think we went in and got you. We walked in on you. We didn't walk in on you while you were hooking up, but I think we walked in on you like post hookup. But all I remember about the two fridges situation is it was like it was like a house full of girls. And like we opened the one fridge and I was like, oh, God, it's like nuts and berries and like lettuce. Like, I'm just so fucking hungry. And then she's like, yeah, you're in the wrong fridge. This is my (laughs) fridge over here. We opened the fridge and it was just like it looked like something you would see in the back of a Costco, like out of like behind the 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 barn doors. It was just like stacked frozen pizzas. Stacked frozen burritos. It looked like an industrial. <laughs> it looked like a service refrigerator. She's like, "This is the one you want," and that's the girl I hooked up with. The best yeah. part is we're at San Diego State, which I did a I did a, probably three or four shows there over a couple of years. Most beautiful college girls, like drop dead gorgeous. Right? They go to San Diego State. We leave the frat house, go to a bar. Only I would pick up the not so good looking girls from San Diego State and we go back to their house. Yeah. That was right around the time Charlie Sheen was big. Cause one other memory I have is I remember looking at their menu and it had like a tiger's blood shot. Like, like I remember we, we, cause we ate, we, after the show, we ate at some bar restaurant. And I remember you, I vaguely remember you had a look on your face. Like I just had the, okay, let's get turned. Like how I used to be. And I just order shots right away. And I probably ordered that like a dork. And like, you had that look. And the next thing, you know, like I'm inviting a group of girls over to the table and well, the rest is history. Yeah. All I remember from that is I I was still doing my boxed wine joke. And after after the show, I still have a picture of me signing a bag of wine. Oh, that's a, right. A signing a, a bag of Franzia Rosé. That's right. The blush. Joe, that was almost 11 years ago. Like, if you really put it in perspective, that's insane, man. Yeah. You're in Cincinnati living with your girlfriend now. And I got up this morning just wanting coffee and a McDonald's breakfast sandwich. <laughs> I think Bud's is in Tennessee. Really? Is that where he lives these days? Yeah, I think he bought a house. Um, Where is he, he from? He's from Illinois. Okay. Like greater Chicago area. But he runs like a very successful like trivia game business. Oh, I know. I used to host his uh, trivia night in in Venice. But he's made it like global, like countrywide yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. He was already doing that when I was. Helping oh, he him was. Out. Yeah. He. It's basically like he sends you all the info. It's like a turnkey trivia night. 
Yeah, I'll never forget. I'll never forget him because he wasn't a big partier. He was no, like he was probably already married then. He was. He was yeah. already married. Like he got married young. I just remember him. He was like he was moaning in the back seat. He was like, ah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I drank too much. Oh man, just get to LA already. He was so hungover. When we got back to my apartment, obviously where his car was parked, he crashed on the couch for hours. He was like, I can't drive to, I think he lived in the Valley. He's like, I can't even drive there. I got to sleep at your place for a bit. And that was the last time I talked to him. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> nice little, nice little trip down memory lane. Two fridge. Yeah. Two fridge. That's, Full that's, pizzas. Did you eat any any from her from her? I think we did. I think Costco we made. I forget, I forget what we made out of there. We made something. Yeah. Well, it's 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 always good when we go back down that memory lane. It always makes me laugh. In uh, sad news, though, I, I do want to mention this: the the passing of Mike Leach. I've read a lot which about is a it. good which is a good segue because guys if you if you want to imagine me giving Mike Leach a piggyback ride home from a bar that's essentially who Andy took home <laughs> good segue <laughs> I thought you were gonna go the angle of he had a massive heart attack and if you eat the food that that girl had in her fridge yeah she's also probably long gone well either that or she's like now a bulimic that runs a pilates studio yeah but yeah sad sad mike leach news mike no, leach not- one, of, one of the great characters in college sports wasn't he yeah so i didn't i didn't know enough about him like obviously i knew his history and his coaching history and i knew i've seen we've all seen the interviews and the quotes in the obsession with pirates and history and everything that came with the Mike Leach persona. I didn't know, which is wild, until he passed and started reading everything. No formal football as far as collegiately. He played college rugby. I had no clue that he had a, his law degree by you, Pepperdine. You know, like just a smart, well-read guy who got into this, who coached, I believe, was it Finland he coached football? or some random country, Sweden, Finland, and then where it all starts from there. And he became obsessed with passing. And the, and I guess the quote is, why, if statistically you can get more yards passing, why would you run the ball? And his whole, you know, the whole thing. And then, and then I, and then I forgot things. Like, I forgot like when they had Crabtree and they beat number one, Texas in oh, 2008. Yeah. yeah. And I think for a, for a short moment, they were number one that year, but you forget all those things. And the thing is, say what you want. He was he was successful everywhere he went as far as yeah. he turned around every program. It's one of those, he's one of those guys. He's like the, you know, the Chip Kelly, the Dan Tony, the thing. It's like you bring in that style, you're gonna beat teams. And then it's like he never had the he never had the championship season, but he came in and and just totally changed the face of the game where whatever program he took over. And and 
I, you know, I always say I'm the second most famous uh, Lehigh journalism grab behind CJ McCollum. We have uh, Mike Leach, probably the most famous Pepperdine law grad, second, of course, being works with Wolves, former intern Aaron. True. It's a good point. I forgot about that. So I saw his, I'm trying to pull it up. I don't know if I lost it. I saw his. His co- his coaching tree slash player tree. I mean, it's here's the thing about his about his influence, and I can't find this article. I think it was the Athletic, but I can't remember. I mean, like he coached Cliff Kingsbury. Obviously, he coached now. Like he coached, like his his coaching tree has been very successful. Guys who coached under him or were assistants, like Lincoln Riley. Um, I'm trying to f- remember who else. But the point is, like a lot of guys went on to be very successful, and and, and they do follow that mantra, right? Like, look at Lincoln Riley. We're always going to be good wherever I coach. We're going to put up a ton of points and play zero defense. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And I didn't even know until I read that, that he was, I didn't know he was an assistant under Bob Stoops. Like, he had worked his way up to that point before he got the Texas Tech job. But, yeah, just a great character and, and a great a great guy and in a sport that I would say, like you get the boring bland Nick Saban, like Saban's boring. I don't care what you say. He's boring. Devil Sweeney's boring to have a coach. Who's going to talk about something that has nothing to do with football. There's that famous quote. I'm sure you've seen the video, right? Of him going through it. It reminds me of, of, you know, when Bill Walton does the bits on mascot, you've seen the Mike Leach thing on the PAC 12 mascots, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like that sums him up perfectly. Let me, uh, you know, I'm actually going to find that where he's basically saying who's going to beat a Cougar when he's coaching Washington state. Yeah. And uh, so it's basically a battle of the mascots. And he said this three years ago. And it's, it's just so funny because he goes through each team here, I'll just play it. It's pretty funny. Well, first of all, what kind of mythical powers does a sun devil have? We've got to consider that. I'm going to say <laughs> the wildcat's out. Uh, the Trojan, is he? does he have a horse or is he on foot? Does he have a bow and arrow or just his sword? Uh, the Bruin, definitely formidable. Um, uh, the Bruin, definitely formidable. There, Cal. Uh, the tree, I imagine that tree's going to get chopped down. Um, it's unless we're going to go with the bird and somebody might get pecked or something. I don't know. And then um, the duck, the duck might lose interest and just fly away and get out of there, which may be good advice under the circumstances. Uh, the husky, no chance. Uh, the beaver, well, we'll see how long that beaver can hold his breath. Um, <laughs> the uh, the Ute again. We're back to uh, is he on horseback? Does he have a bow and arrow? Did he trade for a rifle? I mean, you know, because if he has got a rifle, there's some definite problems. And then um, <clears throat> and uh, and you know, you'd have to get one of those Harry Potter activists to read up on how you kill a sun devil because there's a lot of uh, outside stuff there. Um, just as far as a beast alone, 
uh, a Buffalo's going to be pretty hard to tangle with. I mean, a, bu- a Buffalo's d- utterly outstanding. Well, but Butch, Butch is going to have to be clear-minded and crafty. I mean, Butch will, Butch will find a way. There's no question. The Cougar will find a way. Uh, clear-minded and crafty, a combination of stay out of harm's way and and uh, and attack when you get your uh, your chances or your opening. So is the Cougar named Butch? Yeah. Butch the Coog. Why is he called Butch? I don't know. But he's clear, clear-minded and crafty. <laughs> I like it. He'll find a way. Like I said, I've been up there. I, I did, to go back, I did a frat boys of comedy show at Washington State. The girl you brought home that night also named Butch. <laughs> actually, I might have shared this. What actually happened that night, true story, was... I did go back with a uh, Washington state young lady and she told me the next day, she's like, we got back to my place. You barfed all over the bathroom, all over Uh, the toilet, clear minded and crafty. And then you just (laughs) fell asleep in my bed. Like I, like that was one of those where I woke up and I said, where am I? And she's like, dude, you puked everywhere in my bathroom. Didn't even clean it up. Went right to sleep. Did I ask her for a ride back to my hotel? Damn right I did. He'll find a way. <laughs> yeah, why why am I not the Washington State mascot? Make it just drunk Andy Ruther. Dude, I'm coming up on nine years of so sobriety. Of the denting. In April of next year. Yeah. Nine years in April. Nine years, April 5th, 2014 is when the denting happened. It's crazy. Right? Absolutely nuts. And and for us, we're coming up on 900 episodes. 900 in January. Getting real close to that 1,000 episode mark, which is a great time to remind everybody we are announcing the Bengals, Bills, gold star giveaway on monday so december 19th is the cutoff if you guys want to submit all is quiet on the western front right now I, i'm shocked i've been I'm mo- shocked too i'm I've mostly been- sho- I, again i'm mostly shocked about bill's mafia just taking just taking that high road across fucking western new york you basically bounce right into fucking Ohio. You're in Pennsylvania for like a hot minute, I think, if you come up from that high side. You're right there. Bill's Mafia. They'll jump through tables, but they won't jump through hoops for the Dirty Sports Podcast. Shocking. So instead, we've got basically the rap battle from, you know, uh, a 90s fucking nerd film. Remember in, the ni- remember in the 90s when rap started blowing up and then everybody was like, we're going to have a rap scene. Yeah. But to be fair, thank God those guys didn't rap. They went with, what was it? Fucking Fallout Boy or something like that. Yeah. Somebody left a call mad that I dissed Fallout Boy. 
I don't, I don't even, I won't even allow you to play that call. I think dissing Fallout Boy is completely fine. Fallout Boy is the kind of shit that Kyle Aronofsky listens to when he fucking paints my shower curtain red with hair dye. Yeah. It's like, it's not emo millennial thing. shit. Yeah, it's not my thing either. Well, those guys really have been the saving grace. And people, a lot of people have DM'd me in the show and said, oh, when's the cutoff? Or I got something coming. Guys, it's Monday. Ooh, you think people are trying to like throw something in under the wire? I don't know. That's a dangerous game to play. It's a dangerous game to play. The two, the two-headed monster. That's Matthew and Jedediah right now. It has been a co- constant attack to try to sneak in at the last minute. I mean, strength of schedule is important. I agree. And, and that's where I stand. It's like, dude, you might come out with a great video. These guys have a catalog of videos. They have a diss track on each other. I mean, yeah, you know. They obviously they were noticed so well that, and this wasn't even me for the record. This was not me. This was now, Gold, listen, this was uh, Gold Star know, wanted to send them stuff. Some some Bills fan jumping off the roof of his RV through a table of hot chili. Okay, but like I mean, that's honestly the kind of video that's gonna come in at the last minute. A short of something like that, these guys just have they've they've stockpiled too much of a resume. Yeah. Yeah, this, this that I wouldn't want to see somebody jump through steaming hot chili on a plastic table. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is, you know, you can't just do the 81 point game and barely beat the Raptors. Yeah. Kobe diss. But, you know, I, I, I'm i just, was it 81? How many score that game? Yeah, 81. It, it, it's just like, I don't know. You know, this is going to be a fun game. These tickets sale, the ticket prices are through the roof. Not just the game. We have the tailgate, which will be probably starting around like five o'clock or something. I did see a comment in the YouTube about that. So basically the tailgate will be by Paycor Stadium. I always want to say Paul Brown. There's two big tailgates. I know the big Bengal superfan, Bengal Jim, does a massive tailgate. He's going to be fully supplied with Gold Star. will have conies, burgers, the whole nine yards. They're going to give him tons of food. I believe last the last time they they sponsored probably about half his tailgates. The last time they gave him 500 burgers and I forget how many conies. So like they don't mess around. And everybody everybody wants these. This is again. This is this is what everybody wants, Joe. Everybody in Cincy wants these. Who day stun a shades. It's the hot item. Say it. Just say it. Bandy Andy. <laughs> and you know, here's what else I love. You know what will be flowing at that tailgate show. This is what I'm coming for. Yeah. And this will be flowing the stadium, which again, the main alcohol sponsor for the Bengals, our friends at Miller Light. I've got a Miller Light snow hat. I've got a Miller Light sweater. I've got a Miller Light Hawaiian shirt. I've got a Miller Light hoodie. I might that I might just be coming dressed to the nines, full Miller Light gear. If Miller Light wants to send me 
you know, uh, a man's uh, romper. I'll be I'll be rocking it. Yeah, well, I'm working on that. As we know, this time of year, tis Miller time, and you can get some of their great gear and some great gift ideas for all our beer lovers out there. Go over Miller Lite shop. Well, I'll give the website. It's a Miller Lite shop site at shop.millerlite.com. They have a great new holiday collection. Um, what, 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 what are they called? The ones you can drink that are ornaments? Beer ornaments. Beer ornaments. They have those. Those are really cool. Just a whole variety. You guys can check that out. Miller Lite, great taste. 96 calories. Go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you. So you can give the gift of Miller time this holiday season. We got all these holidays coming up, all these games. Now is the best time to use that delivery option. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. Tis Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. So you cut the lead down by one. Yeah, I know. But it's, but it's, it's funny. You you sound you sound defeated. But look, here's the thing. There's four weeks left. Oh, I know. I'm not. I'm not defeated. I'm. I am just gonna have to. be strategic because I feel like there's. I feel like you're you're playing a defensive game that only I I can only pick. You know, it's it's tough to go four and oh in different picks. Oh, if you it's go real th- tough. If you go three and one in different picks, you pick up two different games. You pick up two games. If you go three and two, you pick up one. Like I'm just gonna have to start, just gonna have to start getting a little dangerous. I'm gonna have to start. Yeah. Um, like your boy Baker Mayfield says, I feel dangerous. I woke yeah. up feeling dangerous today. So you're down five and, points, and it's four a, weeks and it's to go. and it's a, and it is dangerous because you know if you go if you go seven right, like if we go six or seven different picks, and I go five and one one week or four or one and five, I should say. That that's that's good night and good luck. Sure. No, I know. You, know, you got. I gotta hope. I gotta go six or seven different picks and hope to go four and two. Well, the big week. I don't remember. It was a few weeks ago. We had eight different picks. Yeah, and that was where you and, needed. And we split. Yeah, you needed like a six and two. And I think we went. I think I went like four, three, and one. Right. Yeah. It was. It, you know that was that was kind of like the week that was set up to maybe change things. So we are in week 15, which again means there's only four weeks left. I'm going to play some calls as we look at some of these games. I, I did some, some deep dives on my own as well on some interesting numbers that I want to discuss. But yeah, week 15, here we are. We're going to start it off with your Thursday night game. Niners at Seahawks. Niners are three-point favorites. Brock Purdy is starting, correct? I saw he was listed as questionable. I guess he was listed as questionable, which is, I mean, this poor Niners team. Debo now out for a few weeks. I I joked yesterday on Twitter, who starts for who starts for the Niners if Brock Purdy can't go? Carlos Correa? I mean, they just San Francisco just gave him a ton of money. It's, a, it's the least you could do. I can start it off. The Niners, 
The Niners are playing great football. They've won now one, two, three, four, five, six in a row. It's a tough one. Seattle, conversely, has been losing a lot of games. The Seahawks' defense is just totally suspect. I mean, they lost at home last week to the Carolina Panthers. But Carroll seems to always play well. It's kind of like how Shanahan always has McVay's number. I don't, I don't know the breakdown, but I feel just this is just based off. And where's the game? It's in Seattle. And the Niners are three-point favorites. I think the Niners finally lose. Wow, you think they lose the game? I do. And uh, I know and I know they're playing great, but I'm going to go with Seattle to win, upset win and cover. Uh, I'll tell you straight up, the strategy I'm the the whole time you're going here, I'm like this is 3 on the road here is seems crazy like a one or two point favorite with Brock Purdy being questionable seems more reasonable. Um, but the whole time you're talking, I'm just like, you're just going to go against Ruther here. It's got to be the play. Cause I honestly, I think this game could go either way. I mean, I, if the Niners won this game 27, seven, no one would be shocked. Um, Debo being out definitely hurts them. Um, uh, you hate your now third string quarterback coming to the game questionable. Um, but the one thing is there has not been a team, I think, save for the Chiefs the whole season that have put up points on the the Niners. So unless this game is a Thursday night, 17, 15, 17, 14, 16, 13 game, um, I feel like even with the uh, lack of firepower that they might have starting a third stringer, no, their superstar receiver. I mean, if they put up 17 points, they could still cover. So I'll take the Niners. And I'm also thinking Rock Party had a great game last week. Yeah. It was at home. Yeah. Like, oh, this game's going to be, I don't think this game, whatever, I'll, I'll, I'll take the under on this game. Yeah. I mean, this, this game's going to be a dog fight. It's in Seattle. Tough place to play. The over-under is 43. I just, I, and to be honest, I think it'll be better for the Niners to lose. They've won six in a row. I, I went digging last night because that's been the talk here in Cincinnati. You know what? I'm glad I went with the Niners too because I'm going to have to, I'm going to be rooting hard for the Niners as well because we need the Seahawks to keep losing games is the Giants playoff push. So the Niners have won six in a row. The Bengals have won five in a row. And everybody's talking here like they got to win out. They got to win their last nine. And I'm like, dude, that's not good for the playoffs. That's not good. So I did a deep dive out of curiosity. Again, this totally plays for the Niners fans as well. I wanted to look at the last 10 Super Bowl winners. How many games had they won straight entering the postseason? Because I had an inkling. I've had a lot happening. And by the way, we're not going to include the they sit their starter sort of thing, the last game. So I'm trying to go through one by one briefly. Joe, these are the 
these are the last 10 Super Bowl winners, okay. how they end, how they ended the season. Because I think it's important, right? Rams lost the final game. By the way, year. can we just talk about Bandy Andy right now? Bandy Andy's wondering how the winning streak that the Bengals on are going to affect his Bengals come playoff time. So last night he put on his glasses and he went to work and he looked up the last 10 seasons of Super Bowl winning final games. I love this. Well, not just not just for the Bengals. Like I said, the Niners was like, okay, the Niners and the Bengals are the two teams that have big win streaks going on right now. Yeah. A five and a six game win streak. And again, there's still four weeks left. That's why I wanted to look it up. Yeah. And yeah, I did. Took a little time. Wanted to get some numbers. These are the last 10 Super Bowl winners, how their final game ended. Rams lost to the Niners last year. Right. Bucks, four game win streak, 2020. Chiefs, six game win streak, 2019. 2018 Pats, two game win streak. Eagles, three game win streak, sat the starters the final game. They lost. So we'll just say three. 26. They, they lost their final game? 2017, they sat their starters and they lost to the Cowboys, six nothing. Oh, that's right. That's right. That was after the Christmas miracle against the Raiders. Yeah. 2016 is our longest win streak entering the playoffs. It's the Patriots. They won seven straight games. 2015 Broncos, two game win streak. 2014 Patriots, three game win streak, sat their starters final game. 2013 Seahawks, one game win streak. The 2012 Ravens lost their final game because they sat their starters and they had a one-game win streak before that. So basically, it lines up. The biggest win streaks we have are a six and a seven game. Most of them are usually just a couple. All I'm saying is, I think these teams might get complacent if you've won a ton in a row, like nine, 10 games. It hasn't happened in the last 10 years. I, don't, I didn't go any farther back than 10 years. My point is for Niners fans in this game, I don't think it's the worst thing to happen if you lose. Because you're not going to get the number one seed. Right. Just something to think about. This might mean nothing. Had to look it up, but it kind of proved my point, which I kind of thought would happen. All right. Moving right along. Colts Vikings in Minnesota. The Vikes are four point favorites. Hmm. Interesting. You're up. These Vikings fans have been awfully quiet as of late. Correct. I feel like. Oh, no, I'm sorry. By the way, this is Saturday. So, so real quick, Joe, before Ooh, we pick, three Saturday games. Yeah. Sorry. There's three Saturday games all on NFL network. So, <laughs> so bless you. So, I mean, I mean, look, before you make your pick, we have to d- decide is Technically, this prime time because it's prime. Is this prime time, Kirk Cousins? It's one o'clock, but there's only one game on. Mm, interesting, We're, interesting kind of, way to look. Interesting way to look at it. You nationally televised game. The only nationally televised game, but it's at one o'clock. I'm going to take the Vikings to win and cover. I think this gets Vikings fans re-energized. They look at like I could not believe let me just say this right now i could not believe in this vikings team less people have talked all year about you know there was a point where as my giants were the worst two win team three win team six win team I, I could not believe less in this vikings team i think the statistic 
of the Vikings um, being having a negative point differential and that like no team has ever had a negative point differential and done anything of fucking value in the postseason. Like, I, I think that's obviously just so telling, but just the 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 lack of defense combined with a quarterback who's never shown for one iota of a second to play clutch in any sort of big games. I have no confidence in this team whatsoever, but if there's one thing I know about the Vikings, it's that they will dupe their fan base into having confidence in them coming into the playoffs. And, and, uh, and part of duping them into that is the 12 point victory over the Colts where Kirk Cousins just looks so good on Saturday. And they're like, we're back, baby. We're running away with the two seed. And then, I mean, I cannot fucking wait to bet against them in a playoff game. I'm trying to get it. Oh, I'm trying to get my bookie to give me a line on the Vikings. Get, give me the Vikings playoff line right now. So Matt Ryan is still starting for the Colts. Yeah. Lamar Jackson still not starting for the Ravens. Correct. Now I could go into ball control and I could say I'm going with the Vikings. Oh, I we know that, Andy. We're we're aware. Which is a fine strategy. It's it's it's, it's totally under the it's ethics. A strategy. Yeah. But my I'm gonna go with my gut. Okay. My gut, my gut thinks this is a close game. I'm gonna take the Colts. Okay. Now, would I be shocked if the Colts lost by two touchdowns? No. I'd also wouldn't be shocked if the Colts straight up win the game. I'd be shocked if they win the game. But I'm going to go with my gut. We're going to start out with two different picks. Let's go! I know you like to see that. So. I'm way more be- confident about the Vikings than I am about the the Niners, but I love... I love the rooting interests yeah. so far. I love being able to root for the Niners and I love watching. I love the, the, the idea of Kirk cousins just having a fantastic performance and Vikings fan. once again, you know, the Knicks Wardsons of the world. I'll suck his, I'll suck the chain off his neck <laughs> only to have only to have the f- halftime of their first playoff game. Yes. Shit. Vinegar shots for everybody. I'm drinking them down until I go blind. So next up is a very important game as well, especially for the playoff seating. Ravens at Browns. Browns are three-point favorites. Browns are three-point favorites. I believe Tyler Huntley is still playing quarterback, which I've argued doesn't really matter for me. Yeah. I don't like... Look at the numbers. Like, are they really that much different? Baltimore finds a way to win games, man. They just do. Yeah. Their defense is good. Deshaun Watson has really struggled his first two games back. This will be his first home game. He was in Houston. He was in Cincinnati. So the booze will be lighter. You know, I don't know how much that affects him. I feel like if the Browns win this game, it's going to be right at three. Right. You know, it's going to be a close game. I'm surprised. I'm honestly surprised the Browns are three-point favorites. I would have thought Ravens point or two 
or I would have thought I thought it'd swing one one point either way. They really struggled last week, the Browns. Like really like they, they couldn't even run the ball. Which you figure like they have to run the ball. I think Chubb that like, was that was another ball control, Andy. When we when we previewed the game on Monday, I was like, oh, I'm hard on this Bengals team. And you're like, really? Joe Burrow's never beaten the Browns. I don't know if Thursday, I made, then Thursday came and you're like, I'm on the Bengals. Who day? I don't know if I made a decision yet, though. I'm going with the Browns. Wow. I've been taking uh like like I Baltimore continues to win. Damn, part of me thinks are they part of me thinks they're gonna win, but like part of me are they gonna win by three? I'll stick with it. I'll go Browns. I'm also gonna go the Browns. I think it would be a I think it would be a fine play here uh for anybody out there to you know tease this game one way or the other because I think you're right. I think it is gonna be right around this number. The, it just seems like the the Ravens, especially, I am not the world's biggest Lamar Jackson fan. I think that's obvious. I think I've been on that train sort of before most folks, even I, you know, I rode that train through the MVP season, whatever. It does make a difference to me that it's Tyler Huntley. Like Lamar Jackson, I obviously, I mean, I think Vegas would probably have Ravens as favorites in this game. Um, and I'd be way more confident in a Ravens victory with, with Huntley, even before Jackson went down, but certainly since he went down, they really feel like the cat in the hanging on poster hanging in there. You know, it just seems like every game they find a way, but it's like even the best teams, even the best coach teams, it's like, that doesn't last forever. You're going to get caught one week. And I, I do feel like a division game is one where you're going to get caught the three points. Like you said, if it was one or two, I'd be way more confident, but I don't, I don't think I want to get burned here on a Browns win. Okay. Yeah. And, th- and this would be huge for that division if they lose. All right. Moving along. We got a we got a fun N or AFC East battle, your night primetime game, Dolphins at Bills. Bills are currently sitting at seven point favorites. Wow, really? I to, yeah, I have to read the two quote. So the expectation is a lot of snow, which of course it's Buffalo. It's December. What else will we expect? I have to read the two quote, which I saw today, which made me laugh. To a downplay snow in Buffalo, it snows in Alabama. And I have to read his quote. He says, it could be snowing, could rain. I don't know. It's a mindset thing. I'm not going to worry about it. It snowed in Alabama my first year. People don't know that. So, which by the way, I think that's hilarious. Like, there's a difference between Alabama snow and Buffalo snow. Like, for you to even say that really makes me question a lot about you to be honest like alabama you probably got a little little snowfall because it's way farther south like i I don't know it it just seems to me by this spread that vegas is saying there is a big difference between these two teams especially in elements where you have bad weather before you make your pick just think about all that i mean 
I'm just, I'm actually just shocked that it's this high. I'm going to go with Miami just based on, in my head, I had not seen this line. Yeah, it's very high. I hadn't looked at this. Um, I'm looking now to just to see if it's moved in some way, shape or form. And it really hasn't. It's Correct. really, it's really bounced back and forth. Um, you know, between seven and seven and a half. I mean, you go back. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm just, I just think it's too big for a, a, a division game in the snow. Obviously the dolphins, you know, this could certainly hurt them, the weather, but it's like, Sometimes I think that's overblown. Obviously, Buffalo is probably practicing in the snow and or practicing in the weather a little bit here and there. They're more used to it. But like you play a snow game, everybody slows down one way or the other. Um, I, I'm just going to I'm just going to take the, the Dolphins because I think that spreads too big in my head. Yeah, it's a big spread. That was one of the biggest, like when I, when I looked at the early line, I, I peaked it real early this week. That was one of those that caught me going, oh, that's a big spread. And, and for that reason, I'm also going to go with the Dolphins. I think the Bills win the game. Now, here's something I find interesting. As I pull up the prize pick app, which Dirt Balls, it's week 15. You know by now, it's our official daily fantasy sports partner our friends at prize picks download today make sure you use promo code dirty when you sign up there's still time all first-time users that deposit and use promo code dirty will receive 100 instant deposit match up to 100 and i think this is a very interesting game to make a few plays on in particular as i pull up what i have on my board right now on prize picks more or less Passing yards for both Josh Allen and Tua. Josh Allen's at 225 and a half. I think that's low. I would go with more passing yards. Conversely, Tua is at a higher rate. He's at 235 and a half passing yards. I'd go less on that. Yeah. I just think it's interesting that they have Tua 10 yards more. I think they're thinking that Buffalo wins the game and Miami's got to throw late. Yeah, I can see that. So go ahead today and make those uh, those plays over at prize picks. Okay, so that's Saturday's games, Joe, which is fun. So we got those three primetime games Saturday. Let's move on to Sunday. So we're both on Miami on that one. We're both on Miami. Okay. Eagles-Bears in Chicago. Eagles are nine-point favorites. Another big spread here. The Bears have kind of turned their season around as far as offensively, like they can actually score. They can't stop anybody, though. I just, that spread. My mentality on this is the Eagles can put up points, man, in a variety of ways. I'm going with the Eagles to win and cover. Well, I think the Eagles definitely win this game. Um, it's what you say. It's nine points. Correct. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Chicago. I'm gonna take Chicago for a couple of reasons. One, my rooting interest will be heavily on Chicago. Obviously, no doubt about that. Um, I also think the 
when you look at this Eagles team, I mean, last week against the Giants, I picked them. I picked the Eagles to cover. They obviously covered by a landslide. Uh, to me, it feels like this Eagles team, they're so good. It, it, it feels like, or it seems like so far, the games that get dicey for them are the ones that you would never think would be dicey. The Indianapolis game, the Washington game that, that kind of kicked off Washington's run. Um, I like the Chicago. I like a, I like a backdoor late cover. All right, let's go. Let's go bears. This could be a big week for you. I love, I I also, I'm going to say like, and again, I think the Eagles win this game. No matter what happens, I think the Eagles win this game. But I love, I haven't even looked at it. Um, because I haven't even signed into my by betting app. So it's it's currently locked. I, I should sign in while I'm here. But like I love like it. Give me a give me a Bears first half money line. Mm, interesting. I kind of like that. Log in so I can get all my get all my numbers here. All right, Falcon Saints. This game still matters. This division is so bad. It's in New Orleans. Saints are four-point favorites. We have a new quarterback for Atlanta, correct? Desmond Ritter. Where is he, he from? He, he, I know. He's a local guy here. University of Cincinnati. Oh, okay. So you're gonna get you're gonna get a a guy who can move in the pocket. He can run. I was a little surprised that they benched Mariota for him. I mean, I don't know. It's an interesting move here, this point of the year. This is you. You're first on this one, aren't you? Or am I? No, you're right. You you took the Eagles. Correct. Okay. Give me the spread again. It's four New Orleans. New Orleans four in New Orleans. It's in New Orleans. Mm. Oh man. You know, by the way, you know how many times I've been burned by this Saints team this year? I don't have the numbers on me, but I feel like every time I pick them, they fucking blow it and every time i go against them they look good i think last week was my maybe the first week i've gotten them um the new quarterback makes me not want to go with the falcons but i also just think division dogfight the also the saints good one week bad one week were the saints off last week were they both off last week yeah, I think they were they both had buys. Yeah. Um, give me the, give me the Falcons coming off a buy cuz I actually think that the Saints coach is dog shit and uh therefore I I'm going to go with the Falcons coaching Are you advantage. are you Jameis 101? That's all he tweets about. That's all he tweets uh, about. That well, but Allen. listen, he he was tweeting that about fucking Sean Payton. He's tweeting he was tweeting that about fucking No, no, I'm Bru- joking. Bruce Arians. Um, no, I listen, the thing with this, the saints team is as, as mediocre. And we can all agree that like Andy Dalton is mediocre. Andy Dalton is a lower tier starting quarterback. Andy Dalton is essentially the guy you want as a good backup quarterback. 
on a team now that has a terrible starting quarterback. Um, and so he's taken over the starting role. But as mediocre as Andy Dalton is, um, they've they've had a good defense the last couple of years. They have Kamara. They have, you know, uh, they have like some semblance of talent on the offensive side of the ball, but yet week in and week out in a division that no one's running away with, they just keep, continue to piss it away. And so to me, not knowing, you're not, not well, diving in enough. Four on, is on tough. Yeah. That, like, like my thing is four, they can't score. Their defense is going to be fine. Let's not forget their last game. They were up 16 to three with seven minutes to go and they lost. Yeah. That was the Bucks game against Brady. I just think scoring is an issue. So in my head, I'm trying to compute four. Now, if it was three, I might be different. I'm hung up on four. And therefore I had to take the Saints. I'm sorry, the uh the Falcons. I was about to be like, okay. Yeah. Go it's, for just, it. it's just because of the four. This next game is real interesting. Real interesting. Is this Cowboys Jacksonville? No, I'm looking at Lions Jets. Okay. It's even. Even. I'm gonna play a call. Okay. We got a call for somebody to come in and talk some trash about the Lions. I'll be curious what you have to say about this. Hey, Dirty Sports. Just wanted to call about the Lions. Uh much like you guys probably did, I bet on the Lions under for the season total of wins. And I think what we all forgot to consider is that the Lions would fuck up the season in the worst way possible, which would be play yourself out of the playoffs in the first half of the season, win meaningless games, and then hurt your draft your draft stock. So we thought they would be terrible, but they're worse than terrible, like Joe always says. So definitely a miss by, uh, by everyone. The goddamn lions are so fucking bad. So, like, like I think it's a legitimate discussion. Is it worse that the lions are going to finish like just out of the playoffs, eight and nine? I, I do think it's worse for numerous reasons. One, I think it gives you false confidence in your coach, and it gives you false confidence in your quarterback. And I somehow. Uh, I don't know what I don't know what you did, but somehow my Reddit it, it should be totally separate from your like it shouldn't like it shouldn't have any relation to what you're somehow I now get literal updates, notifications on my phone from Detroit Lions Reddit. We mean what uh, I did. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what you did. You were sending me Lions shit all the time. Like I didn't subscribe to Lions Reddit, but somehow they're like sending me. Like I'm, I'm literally getting notifications when I go on and when I go on Reddit now and the top left, it's like dirty sports, Detroit lions. I'm like, those, the both start with D I'm clicking accidentally on the Detroit Lions. I got a notification last night and it said the, the, the Reddit post title was stop mocking CJ Stroud to the lions. And I read it as stop making fun of, but actually what the post is, is stop saying in mock drafts that we're taking it. Now, you know, I have numerous thoughts on this from so many angles. One, absolutely don't take an Ohio state quarterback, but two, 
when you start reading it, they're like, stop mocking, mock drafting him to us. We have our quarterback. Unbelievable. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is insane. So I actually think the thing about this Lions team, and this has never been a, this has never been something I questioned from the beginning. You do have talent and you do have young talent and you do have young, controllable, cheap talent. And you are in a division where Kirk Cousins is a fraud. The Chicago Bears can't get it right. And their quarterback is fucking, you know, a running back and therefore will get hurt. By the way, shocker, Kyler Murray getting hurt running the ball on Monday. Who saw that coming? Of course, I did forever. Uh, And then Aaron Rodgers may or may not be leaving to go, you know, make synthetic psychedelics with Joe Rogan and his witch girlfriend. Like we don't like this is such an up for grabs division and you're sitting there with talent and you're, you're throwing that talent into a pot and you're trying to mix it up with Jared Goff and the grit guy. And it's like, when you have talent in the NFL, you can be good weekend and like on a, on a random week. But what, what is, what makes you consistently good is winning those close games, which we said they didn't do to start the year and having a quarterback that can lead you deep in the playoffs. Oh, you guys have your own Kirk cousins. Cool fucking story. That's not what you want to be in this division. Now I'm not saying you should draft CJ Stroud because I think I actually, I believe more in not drafting an Ohio state quarterback than I believe in the Detroit lions are always a disaster, but yes, I actually think this is worse. I actually think, Getting yourself a legit strategic head coach while you have this young controllable talent and maybe getting yourself a quarterback could make you good, good, good. Yeah. Real good. Sure. Pretty fast. Agreed. Because you don't have to pay all those guys yet. Sure. So, yeah, I think finishing eight and nine is the worst fucking thing that could possibly happen to you. Yeah. Well, this game isn't who's up first. Uh, you, I just picked the Falcons first. Okay. Uh, you are up first. The, the Jets win this game. Yes. It's in New York. It started. Let me tell you what's happened. And I had the briefest look at line movements. It started at Jets two and a half point favorites. It came down to Lions one point favorite and now has settled back to zero to, to pick them game. Now, normally an early line move means that the sharp betters with um, big money move that line early. I feel like everything I know about lines Reddit is this line moved more. I, and I haven't looked into the actual, I wish I could find like a ticker. If anybody, if any dirty dirt ball out there, is in enough where they they have like a hour by hour line movement. I would fucking I'd blow you for that because I'd love to have that kind of thing to refer back to. But I have a feeling Lions Reddit and the insane fanboys of of the Detroit Lions moved this game to the Lions minus one, and now it's settled back to pick them. I think the Jets win this game mostly because it's in New York and they have a defense. Yeah. A great defense. 
And Jared Goff does not do well. He doesn't play well against great defenses. And he doesn't play well in the wind. Correct. I don't know if you, I don't know if you knew that. Forgot about that. And I don't know if it's supposed to be windy in New Jersey, but t- it tends to be windy in that. Uh, it's not, it's not the old giant stadium, but it's still windy in that part of town. All right. Steelers Panthers. It's in Charlotte. Carolina's three point favorites. You who's quarterbacking? First. Who's quarterbacking the Pittsburgh Steelers? So I was just going to ask. Let's look it up. I'm a, I'm assuming for safety purposes, since Kenny Pickett got a concussion, that he's probably out. Because like, why are we playing guys with concussions at this point? But also, I'm sure Mike Tomlin doesn't give a shit. So one day ago, Tomlin uncertain who will start for QB. I mean, we're forgetting about Mason Rudolph, too. Not that he's any. I mean, Trubisky just played so poorly. Yeah. I mean, you talk about a game I don't want to watch. You're talking Mason Rudolph, Mitch Trubisky, Sam Darnold. Just want to look at something really quickly before I mean, what? I, I mean, obviously, the Panthers, nice win last week. But Panthers, I mean, that was a that was a good win because they played well. Did the deep played well? The Sam yeah. Darnold did not do much in that game. You go back to Bengals beat the Panthers, blow out the Panthers, forty two twenty one. After that, the Panthers win a game against the Falcons, score zero, score three points against the Ravens, beat the Broncos, beat the Seahawks. I'm going to take the Panthers to win and cover at home. So, I don't know the QB situation. It seems like nobody else does. I can't pick the Steelers without knowing. I just can't. And if it's not Kenny Pickett, I can't take them. So, I don't even like this either. I'm going to go with the Panthers. All right. Here's a game you said you were, you were eyeing. This Cowboys-Jags. It's in Jacksonville. Dallas is four-point favorites. Jacksonville's been tough to figure out. Like they got smoked by the Lions a couple weeks ago. Well, listen, last week they teams, smoked Tennessee. Both of these teams are difficult to figure out because the Jaguars look fucking great at times. The Cowboys look terrible at times. The Cowboys look terrible in big wins at times. And then you come to this game and it's plus four. It's again like what what am I missing? It feels like a what am I missing game. It'll be a Cowboys home game. Well, sure. That's neither here nor there, though. It's like. It's to me, two and a half, three, th- them hooking me with that three and a half makes more sense. And what I tend to do and when when it doesn't make sense to me, I ride with what doesn't make sense. I'm going to take the Cowboys to cover, which I Honestly, we'll straight up tell you, I fucking hate this. Is, but to me, that's why I was well, previewing. That was, this that, was, that was my pick first, but whatever. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I, yeah. No, it was my pick first. You just picked the Jets, didn't you? No, oh, I, no, we did Carolina after that. Yeah, it's fine. I'll take the. 
I'll take the Jags. I hate it. Honestly, I like your side of it more. I like the rooting interest. Trevor, in the well, hold on. Is Trevor Lawrence, like, is there something I'm missing? I'm telling you, Andy, that's the issue here. Let me, let me that's just Google my, That's Trevor. my issue. No, Trevor Lawrence is playing. Why wouldn't Trevor Lawrence okay. be playing? He played, to, to me, the okay. Jacksonville Jaguars fig, starting to figure it out. The Cowboys, you know, with a, a, a disastrous performance and a near loss against Houston. Dak Prescott, week in and week out, throwing two horrible picks. I Again, I can't wait to bet against the Cowboys in the playoffs. The Unless, of course, they somehow play the Vikings and then what the fuck are we doing? Um, but everything in this, to me, everything about this game says take the Jaguars. And that is solely why I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. So I'm going to take the Jags. We have next up is a game I got on you last week or a team. I, I helped gain a pick on you Texans. Who are always big dog. Texans worst record in the NFL, one and eleven. They're at home against the Chiefs. Chiefs are fourteen point favorites. I'll go. I'll go first. So here's my thought on this. They almost won the Cowboys game last week. That was their Super Bowl. The Chiefs blew a twenty-seven point lead. They hear all the critics. I think the Chiefs bounce back and just smoke them. This Texans team. Uh, they're, they're, they're the landlord after, uh, college kids move out of a house. Every hole I have, they have filled. They have fucked my ass, mouth, nose, ears. (laughs) I can't believe how many times I was riding the fucking Texans. They're fucking blown games. I get off. I get on board, you know, they start fucking doing it. Then I I ride the Texans again. Suddenly Davis Mills is out with fucking whatever. And Kyle Allen's in the game. I get back off of them. They fucking almost beat the Cowboys last week. And I'm sure I'm certain that the Kansas city chiefs are going to win this game by 27 points. For that reason, I'm taking the Texans. Oh, okay. I can't wait for them to ruin my life. I could honestly, I could see, I could see the Cowboys and Texans together since I shit all over Texas recently, just being my undoing once and for all. No print curse, man. Watch both Texas teams fuck me. Yeah. Well, I, I think this is a statement game for the Chiefs to be like, hey, we are legit. We're going to. We're gonna play good defensively. That's where they have to step it up this and game. And you know, Kansas, you know, fucking they're they're in they're in Texas. They're gonna be in Houston. You know, fucking Travis Kelsey's not gonna be out at the bar till five in the morning. Where's he gonna go? Applebee's closes at fucking eleven. You know what I mean? Was he gonna be drinking at the IKEA fucking snack bar? They're gonna they, shots they, fired. Even fucking Jackson Mahomes isn't coming to fucking Houston. By the way, can we talk about that? What a great, what an off season. That, that's honestly why Patrick Mahomes is still my MVP leader. What an off season move. Just he literally sits down his wife and his fucking brother on a couch, just the two of them. 
and I assume has, you know, OJ Mahomes come in with a knife and be like, if you guys go to the games, <laughs> I'm going to fucking cut your head off. Or did it the dads or, or, or did their dad step in? You know, at some point was the dad like, okay, enough is enough. This is my family. I'm stepping I'm OJ in. Mahomes. <laughs> Wouldn't be my first time killing a blonde lady. Oh, that's a great business. That's what OJ should do. Yeah. Wouldn't be my first time killing a blonde lady and an unemployable man. <laughs> it actually has a nice flow to it. Interventions with OJ. Yeah. Like, like it's very, it's like a smooth flow to it. Hello, Brittany. OJ Mahomes here. <laughs> the thought of OJ sitting down, people. You're not going to be so up to games no more. I brought Kato with me. He's going to open with five minutes of jokes. <laughs> Kato, tell Jackson Mahomes how you're not going to have a career if you're just known as the guy hanging out with the other guy. <laughs> oh, man. Nicole here. She's going to tell you what's going to happen to you, Brittany. I'm going to hold her head like a sock puppet. OJ, the gift. Still unverified for the record. I mean, honestly, I, I, I thought for sure Elon Musk would have verified him. Do you think I he's mean, not verifying him because he's black? He's not black. He's OJ. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, what, what are we doing here? Dude, are you I, following the Elon Musk day to day? I am. This, this, the, the Elon jet thing. I mean, this is, I got to say, I'm, I've never really been a, a fan nor not a fan of it. Like I didn't really have an Elon Musk opinion ever. I was like, okay, Tesla's I've driven one. It's pretty cool. Um, but this guy, so his, like his week has been getting booed off stage at a fucking Chappelle thing, which was like, whatever for me. Right. But then. I don't even know. I don't even know if it's related to the Twitter owning and the people booing him, but Tesla stocks take a dive. And then in the least savvy business move of all time, he sells Twitter stock while it's down. He posts about not banning the Elon jet, then he bans the Elon jet, then he unbans the Elon jet, then he bans the Elon jet again. Like, dude, well, maybe he, just he, fucking maybe just like take a day off. Yeah, I think I think he. I, I've been a fan, and of then comes stuff. and then comes back with you can't tweet about where people are anymore. This is a this is a this is that was maybe the the wildest take of all time. So I guess technically, I guess technically, from everything I've read, that's always been before he owned it, is in giving location. I guess that's technically a violation of the rules. Right, but he, but we, but we both agree that this has to do with his jet account, right? A hundred percent, which is public information and can be tracked. The guy so, wasn't even tweeting it; he was, he, it was a bot that was doing it. So, I, now, I think for the, now the the verification has turned yellow. Do you see if you click on it now? Uh, there's legacy verification. I'm apparently a legacy verification. I may or may not be notable, according to Elon Musk. So. 
I didn't know. I, I, I didn't follow this stuff lately. So like, here's my thing. I think he just needs to, I agree. I think he needs to chill out. I think he says, my take is that he gets a thrill off having this many followers and he just goes off the cuff um, when they're not prepared. Now, now maybe I'm naive. I think in the long run, he will be better for Twitter. Um, the, the Tesla thing, you know, the stock's been tanking. Um, I, I think he, I think he's a smart guy, but who knows? Dude, you never know with these people. These people are, you know, these billionaires are eccentric. They're crazy. I don't know. I, I think I, I follow it closely. Like I've been, I read all the, I've read every single Twitter files thing, which, which one is like no surprise to me. I honestly, it's no surprise to me because all that information was already out there. But but not not all of it was. Not all. Yeah, of it was. that's all repurposed information. No, no, I disagree. I don't think a lot of like the, the texts and the messages that are going back and forth at Twitter weren't out there. But like but, the F, I didn't know the FBI was legit meeting with Twitter execs and Homeland Security and 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 all these things. I, I think, you know, I don't know what an answer is for all this because we live in such a hyper polarizing political world. You know what I'm saying? Like where people make decisions politically where I would well, argue the, the thing, the thing to remember is like that anything that you think is like user it's user information. Like the idea of Twitter is you're being able to read what you want from the people that you want. I mean, we're, we're 10 years removed from Facebook getting fucking sued about this shit. Like this is exact, like anything that you think, from a news organization to obviously a fucking social media thing. The algorithm shows you what it wants. And then also they decide to show you what you want. Uh, here's sure. a, here's a fun fucking, here's a fun fact, Andy. I don't know if you, how much you've been on Instagram lately, but I have a joke and I do it in my act, but I did it. I did the joke on the golf course. I have a golf joke that ends with a punchline about Taylor Swift. You know they say yeah. losing. I put home. it, I put it on Instagram and I put it on TikTok. The, the the joke, the TikTok that I put up, got banned for multiple. Uh, people said it violated TikTok rules multiple times. So what did it violate? Nothing. It violated upsetting Taylor Swift fans that will then go say. This violated some shit and you get enough of those. And then suddenly you're it, it's banned. And I had to unban it and then it got banned again. And then I had to unban it. And you're like, this is how it works, guys. When you're on one of these social media sites, the the people alone can have things suppressed by saying, I don't enough people say I don't like it. But I think but that's now, a problem. Don't you think that's a problem? Yeah, of course it's a problem. But what are you gonna do? Elon Musk fired fucking half the staff. So what what are you having a human being read each and every violation? Well, I, I, I think of course I think he can I think he trimmed the fat I, I think his firing was smart. Look I think I think you have to get rid of but my point is Andy is none of these companies can have human beings that actually read each and everything. So if you want something sure. banned, you can just say it because a robot will say, 
25 people say this is bullshit. He doesn't know. It's just pissed off Taylor Swift fans. And I didn't even say anything rude. And now every TikTok I've put up since then, low numbers. So it's like literally Taylor Swift fans by hating me have suppressed my fucking TikTok account. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's a problem. Right. Of course, it's a problem. But I'm saying this is the way the world works now. You don't don't trust TikTok or Twitter or oh, Facebook I trust, I to give I you the fucking rules no, to give you sure. the news I, I don't trust to give you the, what's actually happening in the world. I, I don't I don't I don't trust I don't trust anybody at this point. Right. I'm just saying people being like Twitter's not telling you the truth. It's like motherfucker. The fact that you thought it was is kind of sad. Sure. No, I don't I don't trust any of them. And they, and they all have their own objectives and they all have their own bias. And and it's just also, it's weird. Like I actually, the, I think the weirdest part of this thing is I never realized, I never thought we would have so many like billionaire fanboys that are like, like, why are you an Elon Musk stand? That's weird to me. Who well, I, I, I think just from all the other stuff, I think from, from SpaceX and Tesla and things he's done. But convert- uh, you, know when, you know what? You know when I you know when I sold all my Elon Musk stock when he was pumping Dogecoin and I was making a ton of money, and then he appeared on SNL, did the worst job ever, came off as the cringiest fucking dork in history. I mean, but that's what he is. You guys got Asperger's. I know, but I'm saying you can be. A guy like Elon Musk, SpaceX, Tesla, you can be cool by not existing. And he's not he's not smart enough to be aware of that. The only thing that tanks Elon Musk is literally people getting to know him. Well, I, I think he for sure is just based off what everything I read. He, he's he's putting I agree. He's putting himself out there too much. But I but I also don't understand like the hate like. Like this was a guy who was just a few years. Like, bro, if you, if, if, and I can't like, if Joe Burrow went on stage with Dave Chappelle and duffed, I'm rich bitch as hard as Elon Musk did, you'd be betting against the Bengals this week. Yeah, but again, he's like, well, that was the cringiest shit of all time. We were literally literally betting against Patrick Mahomes because Jackson Mahomes was Elon Musk. But he's always been cringe. My my, my point is Elon's always been cringe. Like the first time he ever, like his first quote unquote pop culture thing, right? Was when he went on Joe Rogan and smoked a little, smoked a blunt. I know. And couldn't handle like his, the the face meme. And you and I were together, actually. I don't remember. We were in Chicago. That was 2018. That was September 2018. Like. He's always when I listen to him any long form, like he's always been tough to listen to. Like right. he he doesn't have that personality. So I, I find it funny though how everybody gets like people who on the other side, like who hate him, or people who like we live in such a weird world where you but can't he's, even... he's he's the world's richest Russell Wilson. It's like I, but I wouldn't say that because he's achieved things. Game game manage. Yeah, but I'm just saying sit back there, do what you do. Let let Tesla keep fucking running, build a fucking rocket ship. I think he's brilliant. I think I think as far as like like his mind, 
I think he's brilliant as far as like what he's trying to do, things he wants to do. I think, I think he, he like he has like that is a fact, right? IQ wise, he's brilliant. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Actually, if I have no idea. I don't know. He is, and I, and I don't know if Twitter is going to work out. I don't know. Did they need to try something new? A hundred percent. For for everyone who's like bitching, guys, I'm not a I'm not the most savvy businessman, but when you've consecutively when you've lost money eight out of ten years, you have to try something. Whether it's going to work, I don't know. But you can't keep doing what you're doing if you're continuing to lose money. Now they lost all these advertisers now for sure. Are they going to get them back? Is he going to make up the difference in Twitter subscriptions? Who knows. I also think he could just be trolling everybody. Who knows? You think Russ is trolling everybody? Russ could have a team trolling people. Yeah, I don't think he is. I think I think I'm Rick Bits is let's this Broncos country let's ride. This is the year of this is the year of like full on dynasties getting undone just by guys unaware of their own cringe factor. But I also like there's part of me that thinks maybe him and Chappelle are like fucking with people. Dude. What I don't I don't even know what that looks like. What does it mean fucking with people? Well, because Chappelle ended up riffing on people, right? Like after everything happened. Like, like I don't know. I mean, you never know, but like, but, but again, like people who have such strong feelings either way, I had no opinion of the guy until literally like, yeah, ridiculous SNL. And now it's just like, God, but he's, he gives me Russ vibes and we all know how I feel about Russ. Elon Musk is Russell Wilson. (laughs) I, no, I wouldn't say Hall, that though. Hall of Fame career being derailed by just epic cringeness. But that's my point. He's we've no he, he the, Joe he the the Michael Jordan security thing he did after Rick James. I'm Rick James, bitch. On stage was Russell not getting high fives. Was he's pre- always was, been cringe. That's my point. Like 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 Elon's all, like I said, we're talking about some four years ago. He's we've known how cringe he's been. Yeah, how uncomfortable he is to listen to at times. I, I think at least for his sake, he just does things on the cuff on his own. Whereas Russ has a whole team telling him to do stuff. Like Russ, Elon Musk needs a wristband of how to act in public. <laughs> but but I'll say this: for all the people complaining, then just get off Twitter, guys. The, to me, there's there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse or more hilarious than somebody making an announcement that they're getting off Twitter. To just oh, get I, off. I'll never get off Twitter because I, I, uh, to me, you know me, I love a good train wreck. I love, I love the triggered liberals. I love the triggered, I, I love the triggered liberals. I love the hypocrite conservatives. Of course, Elon Musk's uh, tail fucking jet tail numbers should be private. Now, if you don't show me a picture of Hunter Biden's dick. I'm fucking, I'm storming the Capitol. <laughs> yeah, everyone's a hypocrite. And, and and obviously Elon is too. He shouldn't have said that. I, I also personally, 
I don't think that stuff should be, regardless of this, whether it's him or anyone else's stuff, I don't think that should be public. Well, they take that up with the FAA. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I shouldn't I shouldn't be allowed to know anybody's flight status, especially if they have that much money, whether it's him or any other celebrity. Like, there's too many lunatics out there. I, I just don't think that's safe. Now, granted, you can find where people are. I mean, I know where Ethan lives. <laughs> it's not difficult to find. Okay, we should get back to some of these picks. You were just sitting on that Elon Musk is Russell Wilson, weren't you? No, I wasn't. That actually came to me in the in the moment. I think that's disrespectful, Elon Musk. Oh wow. The ultimate Russell Wilson stan. I just think Russ is that cringe. Like, and again, I don't know if it's a cop out. The guy, the guy is Asperger's. Like, what was Russell Wilson's excuse? I don't know. Maybe he has Asperger's. Not sure about that one. But I might title it the episode. <laughs> Also, it, also, also, I, I this like, well. I don't want to, you know, I watch Love on the Spectrum. I don't want to go throwing out Asperger's. Uh, I don't know anything about Elon Musk. I don't know if he actually does or doesn't. I mean, he certainly seems on the spectrum. Yeah. Oh, he does. He for sure does. All right. Speaking of the spectrum, we have. The Cardinals versus the Broncos and our boy Russ. Yes. Russ is not playing though. Right? I mean, what would the Broncos be doing? So Denver's two. That, that 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 Russell down on the ground after that hit. He's looking like Elon smoking a joint. Like he fucking his eyes were all fucking weird. He didn't he was he was unsure how you how you breathe. He was like overthinking, breathing in, out, out, in. No, wait, fuck. So who's playing quarterback? We have Colt McCoy for the Cardinals now that Kyler Murray's out for the year. Another running quarterback down. The Colts, or I'm sorry, not the Colts. The Broncos are two and a half point favorites. Who's playing for the Broncos? It's a great question. Like, I don't even know who their backup Russ, is. Russell Wilson is questionable. I think it was, uh, I think it was Rippin. Brett Rippin. Is that right? The nephew of Mark Rippin. Brett Rippin. Russell Wilson doesn't play on Sunday. Jarrett Garantano will be the backup quarterback. Okay. To well, Brett Rippin. Okay. Well, look, I'm just, who's up? You, me or you? That's a great who pick, question. Andy. Who picked the Chiefs Texans? You I did. The Chiefs. Yeah. So you're up. I know who I'm taking, so it doesn't matter what you take. Oh. Are you taking I feel like I know who you're taking. 
I'm taking the Broncos. Okay, I'm saying you, you, you're correct because I'm taking the Cardinals. Yo, let's go. Let's go, Brett Ripping. He's gonna win. Got a lot of different picks this week. I mean, right. th- this to, to me, this is backup quarterbacks. This is, you know, t- tail tailspin teams, full disasters all across the board here. Coaches on hot seats. I'm simply going. It's in Denver. Okay. All right. Raiders. Patriots in Las Vegas. Vegas is one point favorite. I'm up first. I think the Patriots win because they're still in the playoff contention and they have to win. What did Vegas do last week? I believe they won. No, they lost to the Rams. That's right. Oof. This is tough. This is tough because the the Raiders can score some points. Oh man. This is tough because and they're week to week. They're so shitty. I, I mean, I want it. It makes me want to take the Patriots as well because obviously you've got the Josh McDaniel, Bill Belichick factor. And I'm gonna do not, it. That's I, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna take the Pats. Oh, I can taste taking the Raiders. Take it then. I'll, I'm, I'll not you, to, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I. I. I think. I think it is the. I think it is the Pats. All right, two, seven, and six teams next up. Titans, Chargers in Los Angeles. Chargers coming off that nice game are three point favorites. By the way, the last game you had it was it was it was Raiders were one point correct favorites. Okay. Yeah, I'll take the Pats. What's sorry, what's the next game? Titans, Chargers. Chargers are three point favorites. It's in LA. Both teams seven and six. Titans are in just a tailspin. Yeah, this is a tough one. Uh, I'm gonna take the Chargers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride a surging Chargers team. I shouldn't do it. Coaching disadvantage, all over the place here. Three but, in a row, just, just three. And by the way, three games that like, besides the Bengals game, like three games where they they just get dominated. The Titans. Yeah. Do you do you believe in this Chargers team at all? No. You don't? No. You don't think this Chargers team has a run in them? You don't think they win a playoff game? No. Nope. Not at all. I don't know. They're just so goddamn talented. So many injuries. One week, one one good game doesn't do shit for me. No way. Right. No way. So you're taking the Titans? I don't know. The Titans have looked bad. The Titans have burned me now three weeks in a row. All three losses I have them covering. They burned me three in a row. So for that reason, I just can't do them again. But they'll burn me again this week. I just I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get burned four weeks in a row of taking that. I'm just not. So I'm gonna take the Chargers. 
All right, here's an interesting one. Bengals-Bucks in Tampa Bay. Bengals are three and a half. And we have a call. Somebody is annoyed with you and I. About what do we do now? We're jinxing them, apparently. Jinxing who? You'll hear. Is it Randy? No. Hey, boys. Ron from Louisiana here. Uh, just calling in with a simple request uh, for, for both of you. Um, stop fucking talking about Burrow for MVP. I am not. I had the Lions bet and the Dolphins Super Bowl bet. And ever since I called in, the Lions were one in five. I had them at under five and a half. They just won their sixth game. Please, for the love of God, do not mention Burrow MVP. I, I, I need it. Please. So, so he called in the beginning of the year. Like he was well, like, I got Burrow on. MVP. Hold on a second. Hold on. First of all, I have never said that Joe Burrow is back in the MVP race. You I've been, no, no, you had him right with me at number three. And I also said, if you listen to that, what does that even mean? I said, it doesn't mean that you can only, only one guy can win MVP. I, I have never had Burrow sniffing the award. Okay. So first of all, leave me out of it. Second of all, you had Lions under, you called the gloat when they were one in five. And then they go on a run. Maybe you're fucking cursed. <laughs> Thanks for cursing our fucking lions bet with your fucking phone call. I have never had Burrow in the MVP conversation. You can go back and listen. I said, starting slow, you have to, you're going to have to have games where everybody else shits the bed or else you're not going to catch somebody that plays consistent throughout the year. It's so much tougher to come back. He would have to just be, and, and there's a potential for it, but I just think you're not going to have a total disaster Jalen Hurts or a total disaster Patrick Mahomes. I don't even think, Patrick. look, I don't even, well, first of all, I haven't tied with Mahomes right now. The, the numbers are just both right. Like right there, one has one more win, one played better against the other. I know they don't technically play against each other, but you guys know. I've heard a lot about Burrow's appearance. Obviously, everybody's talking about it here on the Manning cast and everybody's saying how boring he was and snooze fast. And if you're a Bengals fan, you should like that. Everybody was complaining about that here. Like, oh, Burrow's so lame. He's so boring. And oh, they're asking him his favorite nickname. And he's like, I'll let the people decide. Guys, like, I think it's obvious from that Manning cast. You, that should make you like him more if you're a Bengals fan or if you're just a quarterback fan. All he, he always was, got carried. He, was he on this week Manning yeah. cast? I, I didn't get to see the Manning cast this week, and I wish there was a. I've been desperate to find a way to rewatch it because also I think Simmons was on, right? He was. So they they Eli goes over all his nicknames and he's like, "Which is your favorite?" And Joe just says. Uh, that's for people to decide. I don't care. And like, that was one of those answers where people were like lame. And I'm like, you could just see. And by the way, I don't think Burrow is lame. I just think he's like, he's you, you'll see in the interview. He's just, he's, he's very cool and calm. And he, he, he just like, he's just a football quarterback. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, he's not, he didn't give anybody anything. I think people are annoyed about that. 
And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, you could see him with these guys. He just wanted to talk football. Right. Like he, it was genuine. Like he, he, you look at his face and you hear what he's saying. He just wants to talk football with Eli and Peyton. And, and, right. and like, you should love that actually. If you're a fan of the Bengals. Yeah. Three and a half stuff. I, I think here's the thing. I think bucks are going to come back. Everybody's sitting on, Oh, the, the, you know, they lost 35 to seven. They actually have a good defense. They do. Yeah. Problem is their offense can't score. Like I'm shocked. I'm on prize picks right now. The more or less passing yards for Tom Brady's 265 and a half, which is the same for Joe Burrow. I would for sure say less for Brady on that. Yeah. I don't know. This, this, this opened at four. It's down to three and a half. Who's up first? Me? Uh, yeah, because I took Chargers. This is a tough one. I can see like a 23, like 17 Bengals win or like 21, 16 Bengals win. Those are five and six point games. They are. But I also wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shot to the Bengals loss. Like, I, I just don't think they have four games left at Bucks, at Pats, home against the Bills, home against the Ravens. Like, are they going to go nine straight to end the year? It's a pretty tall task. I think they win their last two home games. I think they beat the Bills and I think they beat the Ravens, which makes me think they're going to lose either this week or next week to New England. I'm going to go, fuck it, Bengals win and cover. You've done this every fucking week. You tell us why the Bengals aren't going to do it, and then you pick them to win and cover. I just keep thinking of that box offense. Yeah. The Bengals diesel. I'm going to take the Bengals to win and cover. I actually think that the Bengals win uh, this game and the Pats game. I actually could see them losing one of those two games, especially if Lamar Jackson's back. Probably not uh, if the if the thing's online. But like, I'll be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if they lost a Monday night game that we're at. I won't care either way. I'll be rooting for Miller Lite, so I'll I'll be, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there with a newspaper under my feet, like Walt. I don't care how cold it gets, Walt. I'm drinking beers. Perfect. All right. So we're both taking the Bengals. All right. Giants commanders. You're up first for your team. You're four and a half dogs. So on paper, if you, if you told me this game was the, 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 this was the line on this game, I would say bet the giants money line. I would normally tell you to bet the giants money line. In this game, not at a Giants fandom necessarily, but also this, everything I know about the Giants, the way I told you they fucking lose that Lions game, the way I told you they'd fucking get blown out by that Eagles team, the way I told you all those things. This is a game that typically the Giants go down to D.C. and win the game. What's crazy about this is, and I don't, this isn't me calling foul. I know you've got to schedule 500 football games or whatever. But the insanity that the commanders play the Giants, get a bye, and then play the Giants again with the Giants having a game against another division team in between is insanity. And for that reason and that reason alone, I'll take the Giants to cover 
but I'm not sure they win this game. The Giants keep burning me. You guys keep not covering. But it was an overtime game the first time, or no, tie the first time. Four and a half is a lot. I just, as much as the Giants keep burning me, like the commanders aren't blowing anybody out. These, these are two teams that basically have. By the way, I've already bet somebody. I didn't bet directly. I bet the Giants to win this game, knowing what I just told you. I think the Giants can win this game, and I think that it is a close game. I don't know why it's four and a half if they've identified. I just rest. told you. I just told you. I, the I last just... the last game Washington has played, they they've they spent two weeks watching their last tape. I don't care. I'm gonna take the Giants to cover. All right. Final game. Rams, Packers, Monday night football. It's in Lambeau. The pack are seven point favorites. It's a lot. Is Baker Mayfield starting again? Probably. I mean, he didn't start last game. True. Why is the spread so big? It's in Lambeau. It's Monday night. I don't care. I'm taking the Rams. Yeah, me too, sadly. I started off so fucking hot on different picks, and now I think in the end we settled into some similar ones. Did you just see that text? Yeah. <laughs> Randy. All right. Randy's telling a- us about his Randy's donuts. By the way, Randy Ruther, who's who must be listening, he listens regularly. Uh, although it seems like you might be at Randy's Donuts whenever you do listen to this. The Randy's Donuts. The, I mean, there's something fire about those fucking coconut donuts. I've said it before. I've, I'll say it again. If you ever visit Los Angeles, go immediately to the Randy's off of fucking Manchester. They put crack cocaine in that fucking coconut donut. It's so good. Coconut donut. I'll give you your Rand. I'll give you our Randy's donuts order if you ever visit Los Angeles, guys. The Randy's in Manchester, I believe, in Inglewood. So they probably actually do put crack in it. Yeah, coconut <laughs> donut. Yeah, they. Uh, uh, um, fucking Ronald Reagan and George H. W. Bush. They're like, start putting crack in the donuts. That's how we control the whole society. Get the coconut donut. Get yourself a ham and cheese croissant. Get yourself a cup of coffee in a fucking plastic uh, souvenir cup at Randy's. Boom. That's it. That's the first thing you should do. Everybody goes, let's go to In-N-Out. Let's go to In-N-Out. Go to Randy's by the airport. That's how you should start your L.A. trip. All right. And follow us on social at The Dirty Sports. I'm at Andy Ruther. Joe is at Joe Prano on Instagram and TikTok. Which- yeah. Won't show us videos. Yeah, go like my take. Get me un un. I don't want to say shadow band. Get me un Swifty band on TikTok. Go like my go like my latest TikTok. Um, get me un Swifty band. I'm at Joe Prain on all social media except for Twitter, where I'm still at Fix Your Life until I guess at Joe Prano gets banned for you know tweeting where he's at or something like that. Then maybe I'll finally take over that handle. Um and joeprano.com forward slash shows i'll be in irvine this coming tuesday for a comedy juice at the irvine improv we've got a great show uh down at minimal golf club our friends and and one sponsor minimal golf club in redondo this saturday 
um, got New York first week of January, uh, Vegas third week of January, Wilmington, North Carolina at the Dead Crow Comedy Club. I believe everything's up on their site. Uh, if you're in Wilmington, North Carolina, shout out to our boy Smith, who I'm definitely going to see down there, get your North Carolina tickets and just, you know, generally stay on all my social media for more dates. Word. All right, guys, that's our show. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. See you on Monday. And as always stay dirty.